What's up? It's Nat, your host of the All In Podcast. Love doing these solo episodes, and I'm really excited to chat with you guys today about seasons in life, stress management, and balance. Now, it's a few different topics. However, we're going to cover them pretty quickly um, so that you get the most actionable advice. I spent... I think it was like two hours listening to the School of Greatness podcast with guest Dr. Andy Galpin um, today, and it really inspired me to talk about the subject of stress management and balance. So I'm going to give you guys some of the cliff notes from that episode. I will definitely make sure to link the episode so you can listen to it if you'd like. However, both that as well as an episode on a mindset that was part of the Huberman Lab podcast, which I mention a lot because it's one of my favorites. I'm going to give you guys some of the cliff notes. So without further ado, let's go all in. Okay, so this morning I was driving to my physio appointment and I put on the School of Greatness podcast with guest Dr. Andy Galpin. It's hosted by Lewis Howes. If you haven't listened to it, it, uh, it is great, great podcast. And I really agreed with what Andy was saying, especially the first 40 minutes. Those were key for me. And he talked about how you might not really want to have you know, a full balance, like looking at your life as if, say, you have 10 energy inputs, you have four different sections, and you're like, I need to put exactly the same amount of energy into each of these. You, you might not want that because how are you actually putting enough energy into one thing to make tangible progress? And especially all the time, you know, at different points, we're going to have our balance fluctuating between these different things, our energy fluctuating between these different things to achieve different levels of balance. He also talks about structuring your life in seasons and stress management. So whether you're an athlete or not, I think having these sprints or periodized set, uh, seasons can help you prioritize different areas of your life at certain times to get to where you want to go faster. So for example, if you're trying to make a certain competition, a certain team, or launch a business, let's say a certain date next year, this next year of your life, you might need to pour more energy into those specific avenues and maybe less on different avenues. Maybe you need to go out less. Um, you're going to have to put more energy into your sleep and your recovery recovery to maintain that. There's going to be fluctuations because you only have so much energy, so much time, you know, so much just mental and physical capacity. So you won't neglect, you know, these different areas completely, but you'll structure your energy and schedule around the certain milestones and checkpoints towards that goal. So for me, for example, I have a certain day of the week that is basically an active recovery day for my training. So I'm not spending the whole day in the gym. I might do like an hour swim or something aerobic. I'm definitely focusing, having a little bit more time on rest as well. So I'm taking less, like I'm using some of the energy that I would have in the gym, moving it a little bit over to spending more time resting, recovering, but also moving that into, you know, doing some of my meetings. I try to book meetings that day, you know, this podcast, um, editing videos. I try to shift some of those things because on other days, I know that all my energy and my focus or most of it or more of it at least is going towards that training piece. So another thing is even like with weeks, there's weeks where I know my training is going to be overloaded and I'm going to be just you know, going crazy and having no time to do anything but like train, eat and sleep. And then there's weeks that I know is like a deload. It's a little bit lighter volume. And that's the week where I'm like, okay, let me schedule like hanging out with my friends and doing some of these other things that feel really good and, and provide balance for me 
these other areas of my life that are equally as important, that's where I can push more energy towards there, a little bit less from the training on those sort of weeks. Same thing monthly, you know, you're leading up to a competition, you might have to talk with your, your friends, your family, and just let them know, hey, this week right before a competition, I am not going to be available. I'm not going to have the mental capacity to really deal with things that might be happening in our relationship or, um, you know, be as supportive as I would like to be for you. Just letting you know, giving you a heads up, you know, setting those expectations, those boundaries, I think is very important when you have it all planned out. So, you know, maybe that month leading into the competition, it's like that, but you let them know, Hey, when that competition is over, I'm going into an off season. And then that off season period, I'm going to be reevaluating that whole structure of balance that I've had for the past year. I'm going to be spending more time, you know, with you, I'm going to shift some of my energy into that relationship budget bucket. There's different things that you can do, you know, um, scheduling these things. And so for me personally, whether it's in sport or outside of sport, I'm always looking at, you know, periodizing and, and making my life almost like a sports season. Um, and especially for me, my, my biggest input is my training. And so I like to schedule different things and put my energy in different buckets around the training piece and how much energy I'm going to have to input into there. So another thing that I really loved when they talked about on the podcast or when Andy talked about on the podcast was overloading and resting. We all know to progress in training, like in the gym, we need to stress our body and then recover. Now the same thing goes with the mental side. So not all the time do we want to have this perfect routine and structured day because what happens if we reach a point where we don't have that anymore? Like when you go camping, you might not have the same morning routine as you have like when you're in the city, when you're at your house. So if we say, oh, like to have the best day, to feel really good, we need to have this perfect morning routine. Well, how are we adaptable when we don't have that? When we go to a competition and we have to eat, you know, hotel food something on last week's podcast that I talked about with, um, Sophia Jensen. She's a sprint canoe athlete. If you haven't listened to that podcast, it's great. Um, she talked about, you know, she likes to try out new foods and go to the grocery stores at these different places she travels to. And I think that keeps her very adaptable versus if she says, I need to eat this everywhere I go, then it's going to be even more stressful for her around a competition time. She's going to have to put more energy into trying to find food and deal with that stress because she needs to eat something really specific. So having that routine of just being more adaptable can really, really help. And I do find like there's times like when you want to perform at your best, you want to know what makes you feel good. You want to know those routines. Yeah, sure. That perfect morning routine, like you're your goal is optimization and performance, but when you're just training, you're in your off season, you are trying to like push that stress so that you can get better and improve and learn how to deal with it, then you might not want to have everything perfect and structured around you. You want to deal with a little bit, you know, of adversity and stress. So, um, yeah, I think we'll just be a little bit more stressed and less able to adapt and handle it when we don't have these things, these routines or these inputs. One example that I'll mention is last year I did an experiment of basically drinking decaf coffee instead of normal coffee. Uh, if you have known me for a very, very, very long time, like before this podcast, I was obsessed with matcha and I feel like I don't talk about it as much, but like my, if I didn't get matcha in my day, like a matcha latte, I would like freak out. Like it was like before snowboard competition, I was like, I need to have this matcha latte. Like it makes me feel good. I need to do this. Um, and then eventually, you know, it kind of became coffee. Like I need that morning coffee. Oh no, I forgot my coffee. And I think we all know that person who's like, I cannot survive without my coffee in the morning. 
And that's not necessarily ideal because what happens if, yeah, you're thrown into a situation where you're not going to have that coffee or you have to rush out or um, there's not the coffee you like at this event or this hotel or whatever that is, is how are you going to actually be able to adapt? And so last year I kind of challenged myself to, you know, I don't want to be reliant on any one thing. I don't think I have any issues with caffeine. There's no negative effects for me. I have a fitness wearable tracker that I can actually put into my journal and put in caffeine. And it actually says it does help my recovery on the days that I do have, you know, a a coffee in the morning, which I think is really interesting. I guess it might help my HRV, my heart rate variability, um, because it tastes good. It feels good. makes me feel good but I just wanted to experiment. And so some days I'd have decaf, some days I'd just totally forget about having coffee. And I had maybe a caffeinated coffee like once a week. And actually, actually for the first point, I actually wasn't having any coffee. And then I was like, oh, I really remember liking like a taste of a nice latte or something. So then I actually did end up buying decaf. But for a while, actually it was no, no coffee at all. And this made me feel like really confident of like, wow, I'm actually not reliant. Like I'm not having withdrawal of no caffeine. I'm not you know, struggling in my training. And so then I felt more safe of like adding it back in and knowing that, Hey, like if I don't drink coffee one day, it's not going to be the end of the world. It's all good. So that's just an example, but I think there's lots of different things in our lives that, yeah, sure. This is going to be good for me. It's going to help. Caffeine can help my performance. But again, you don't want to be reliant that all of a sudden, if you're without it, it causes actually more stress. And then it's almost like a detriment to your performance, your optimization, or just your day. So I also listened to another podcast recently on reframing stress, which the topics of the School of Greatness podcast really brought back for me. And it's it talked about that stress is not necessarily bad. If we lean into it and have the mindset, the stress can help us improve and adapt. And there's actual science and studies from the person who's on this podcast. She's, I think she's, I believe she's a PhD and she's a former D1 athlete um, that have been done on having this mindset versus if you look at stress as all bad or to be avoided and then let it really fluster you. So when we can lean into stress and say, okay, these moments of stress are actually going to help me be more adaptable, build resilience, and then get better, right? Like when we look at our week, we're like, oh, it's going to be a really stressful week, but I'm going to make, make it through it. Then I have a few days of recovery and that's going to make me be able to handle another week like this much better. Um, rather than like, oh my God, it's going to be so crazy. I can't do this. I can't do this, right? The way we think about things and the way we lean into them or run away from them can actually affect how we handle them and how we adapt. Do we adapt positively to the stress or do we adapt negatively? And that's something that Dr. Andy Galpin talks about is that with no stress at all, we don't grow. We don't expand. Um, nothing happens. But we need stress to grow, grow our minds, grow our bodies, to progress, to, you know, move somewhere. However, stress can, yes, it has that other side of like, it could also shrink us because we can run away from stress. We can get so much stress that it's just debilitating. And so it's about, you know, that mindset that you have around it and also understanding like, you know, is this good stress? Is this something that I could eliminate from my life? Um, obviously we're all in different situations and, you know, things like financial stress is something that can be definitely really, um, taxing and, and perhaps not something that you can necessarily control. Um, so I just wanted to be mindful of that as well. So to kind of sum up the, the topics and what we discussed, I think the idea is that we will all have stress in our lives. Um, I think in this day and age, we typically have a little bit less stress than we had maybe 50 years ago, 100 years ago, uh, 500, 10,000 years ago, but we still have the biology from back then. Um, and we get stressed about little emails and different things. But if we can train to be more adaptable and resilient, both in mod- body and mind, we can make improvements faster, both in mind and body.
Now, additionally, it is nearly impossible to try to strive for perfect balance in all areas of our lives. And if we do, we might not actually be putting enough energy into any of them to make tangible progress. So through looking at our life like it's different seasons or phases within a season, we can shift our energy accordingly. So I'll make sure to put the two podcast links I refer to in the show notes so that you guys can, you guys can check them out. Um, both Lewis Howe's School of Greatness and Huberman Lab with Andrew Huberman are the, the two that I mentioned. Um, and if you want to listen to the full science behind all the things that I talked about by some incredible, incredible experts that I respect, you can go and check it out. Otherwise, this is the Cliff Notes version. We did it in a really fast time. So saved you guys the time. Um, shared a little bit of things that I really liked, I really resonated with. Hope it helps you, and I hope you guys have a great weekend or wherever, you're, whenever you're listening to this. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Hey, I think that the greatest gift in life is presence. So thank you so much for gracing me with your presence of tuning in to this episode. Now, something that I would appreciate a ton and would help this podcast keep growing is if you, one, take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your social media so more people can find the podcast and hopefully we can help impact more people. As well as number two is if you can leave a rating and a written review. That means so much. And once again, thank you for being here.